this is Looking In Theater, and we're here interviewing Dr. Deborah Kaysen on her upcoming presidency. So I was just wondering, I know there's so much things that you can be doing, and um, what's the first thing you would want to do, the first initiative you would want to take as you become president, the one thing that you're like, I'm going to do this as soon as I get in office? <laughs> oh, wow. that's Well, because I don't totally get to decide. Yeah. The board of directors mm -hmm. gets mm -hmm. to decide. It's not actually a dictatorship. Yeah, I know, unfortunately. <laughs> um, right, exactly. Um, one of the things that we're trying to put in place that I'm really passionate about is actually establishing a code of conduct for ISTSS um, because for some, um, for lots of different kinds of organizations, but scientific organizations, academic organizations, there have been problems with discrimination, with harassment, mm -hmm. and I want to make sure that we um, make sure that this remains a safe place for people to be here and be involved with the organization. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, what kind of sexism have you faced? And then, so as a cis hetero man, what can I do to alleviate sexism that my peers will face? Yeah, that's a fantastic question. I'm really glad that you're thinking about it because we all need to think about how we can partner and um, lift each other up. I mean, in terms of sexism, um, and I'm also, I'm bi, so sometimes I've experienced some uh, pushback mm -hmm. around my, um, my sexual orientation. Um, you know, there are places where um, there may not be opportunities uh, that show up. Um, so, uh, you know, we were talking about introductions. Um, there's, there's research where um, when women are introduced, they're introduced by their first name. When men are introduced, they're introduced with their academic titles and all mm. of their publications mm -hmm. and all of that. What in academia, sadly, are street credibility um, around like this is this person and they're really important. As a woman, you actually have to be a little bit pushy to sometimes get that voice in the room. Um, I have had some experiences with sexual harassment in my own career. Um, luckily, they have been situations where I had enough power in the relationship that I was able to push back. Um, and I've been blessed with having incredibly strong female mentors throughout my entire career. Um, and that's buffered me. Um, honestly, it's buffered me a lot. So in terms of what we can do together, I mean, I think when people notice um, that something is happening in the room, whether it's issues around gender, around gender identity, sexual orientation, um, when we can use whatever privilege we happen to have to intervene, it's really important. Um, so for example, um, my cultural background, we tend to be loud and a little pushy. Um, it's just how my family was raised. Um, and I notice that I feel really comfortable interrupting, and I'll even say to somebody, it's my turn to talk now. But other people who might have a different background don't have that same level of comfort. So I try to make sure I'm amplifying other people's voices. If I'm seeing somebody has said something and other people aren't picking it up, I'll say, you know, you said something and I think it's really important. Can we come back to that? Mm -hmm. And so some of it is noticing the jet, the, what's happening in the room and using what we have to help support each other. Mm -hmm. But it's a great question. I love that you're asking it. touched on it a little bit in the beginning of the, the interview, but what are some of the concerns, if any, that you have about the transition um, from a board director to the president um, of IT, ISTSS? Um, and in the same sense, what are some of the things that you're looking forward to? It's oh, also a great question. Um, so for me, um, some of it is, you know, there's that little voice that we always, always have in our head, and I think as women, sometimes it's amplified, um, which is the, will I be able to do the job? Mm right? Um, do I really belong here? Like, how did I get here? Right? Um, 
you know, and um, it was funny because in the first day of the board of directors meeting, you know, all of a sudden I'm the person and I'm like, you know, I've, I've got to remember to do all the, the, the rules that you're supposed to use in terms of process. And I noticed that my hand was shaking and I'm usually pretty bold. So I think people were surprised. Um, but, you know, this is this is an organization that's like a family to me. And so I really want to treat that relationship with respect. Right. I don't want to mess it up. Um, and so it feels like a privilege and an honor, um, but it also feels like a big responsibility, right? So, uh, so those are the things that make me nervous and that I think about. Um, and, and also because of my own personality style, I'm, I can be a little bit um, uh, headstrong, right? I can be a little pushy. And so for me, there's a voice that says to myself, like, remember to wait for quiet people to talk. <laughs> Right. Remember to make space for people who don't necessarily agree, because those are important voices to hear in the room as well. Right. And so those are some of the things that I try to be I'm trying to be mindful of as I'm walking into this space. Yeah. You know, it seems like there's just so much that goes into this role, um, I guess a question I have is yeah. what the heck would make you want to do something <laughs> like You know, my, my family asked me that same question several times, um, and my, my uh, best friend um, asked me that several times. Um, you know, it's a lot of work, um, and this is, for, in my job, it's actually unpaid work. It's volunteer. Um, you know, but again, I think it comes back to that idea of paying it forward. Like, I've been attending ISTSS, I think, since 1997. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. And so that's a long relationship. That's a deep bond. Um, I come here because I see people here that I love. Um, and I also care very much about the work that the organization stands for. Um, and I want to help guide it to make sure that it's successful. And also because it's, you know, it's... It has choice points. So you asked one of the things I'm excited about, about being president in part one. Um, I'm excited about our meeting theme for next year, right? So the, as the president, you have some role in picking the theme. You don't get total control, but you get some voice. Our theme next year is about how do we reach underserved communities, mm. right? And so in a place where I have some power and privilege, I wanted to use it as an opportunity to help this, this society think together about what are the challenges for us and how can we do a good job in reaching people who are, are um, not getting care that could benefit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what kind of uh, pushback have you had uh, when pursuing studies focusing on Native Americans, but specifically mm. on Native women? Um, you know, we've, I've had less pushback around that, surprisingly. There are definitely challenges. The community, the particular community that we are working with um, and that I'm deeply honored to work with have a lot of challenges. It's a really, um, it's a, a, a community that is struggling with discrimination. Um, still, they're experiencing loss of tribal lands and high levels of poverty. Um, but in terms of like publication, if we find the right place to publish the research, that actually has been not, not bad, and we've had good support from funders around it. The place where I've struggled is actually the research I've done with lesbian and bisexual women um, and trying to get that in the research literature. Mm. Yeah, right, the face that you're making that you on the podcast can't see, <laughs> which is kind of a what? Um, yeah, so in trying to publish that work, we get feedback 
from reviewers that say, well, why don't you have um, gay men and bisexual men as a comparison? So if you're looking, why would you look just at women? Or we get the feedback of, well, if you're looking at lesbian and bisexual women, why don't you have heterosexual women in there as a comparison? And it's this place where reviewers are uncomfortable with the idea of, of women who are lesbian and bi having their own space and their stories and narratives being of value independent of having a normative group as a comparator. Mm -hmm. And what we wanted was we wanted to be able to talk about their experiences, not how they compare to some other group. So I've been hearing a lot of great stuff about you. I know you've been to other countries like the Republic of Congo yeah. and Iraq. Um, is there any specific country that you would want to go to next and explore some trauma in that area? Mm. Um, so the, the challenge for me is I want to go lots of places, yeah. and so picking <laughs> favorites is hard. Um, and, um, and there are so many places where I feel like I could learn from people there because I really try to enter it in a place of what can we do together, not what do I have to teach you. Because yeah. um, I think that's important to enter it in the right space. Um, I'm hoping to maybe be able to do some work with folks in South Africa. Um, although it is a higher resourced place than someplace like, like Congo, um, there are people there who are really suffering. Right. Um, and so that might be a, a place that, but for me it's also who's inviting me in, Yeah. right? And that's more important. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for sitting with us. and. Uh, you know, thank you for, for the work you do, as you said, you know, pro bono to make these things happen. Mm, thank you guys all for being here um, and, and participating with us. Oh, I really appreciate it. Us.